Good morning, everybody. So our parasha this week is entitled Shemini, which means eighth. In the previous parasha, Moses explained to Aaron and his sons that the preparations that they had made were commanded by the Lord to make atonement for them. And they had been instructed to stay at the entrance to the tent of the meeting day and night for seven days and to do everything that the Lord had required so that they wouldn't die. Now, please remember these details because they're going to be very important in just a few minutes. So our parasha begins on the eighth day. And here Moses instructed Aaron and his sons to gather specific animal and grain offerings and bring them before the Lord. They brought these offerings to the front of the tent of meeting. And all Israel came forward and stood before the Lord. Aaron sacrificed the animals and then he lifted his hands toward the sky and he blessed them. And soon after, the Shekinah glory of God was displayed to all of the people. Fire went forth from before God and consumed the burnt offerings and the fat parts on the altar. And all the people saw, they shouted for joy, and they fell on their faces and they worshipped. Now, not many days later, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, who had already been instructed on the proper way to offer incense on the altar, brought before Adonai what scripture calls strange fire, an unauthorized offering, a departure from what Adonai had commanded. Then fire went forth from before God, and it consumed Nadab and Abihu, and they both died on the spot. The remainder of the parasha outlines the animals that the Lord declared to be clean and unclean. Naturally, the clean animals were allowed to be consumed, and the unclean were prohibited. Some of these dietary laws have helped keep Jewish communities safe from sicknesses and diseases and are a great benefit today to anybody who chooses to follow them. So what exactly is strange or unauthorized fire? When this question is asked, debate often follows, but the Lord chose not to specifically state what it was. What we do know is that whatever Nadab and Abihu did, it was not in accordance with Adonai's instructions, and for that, he took their lives. Now remember that just a week prior, the Lord instructed them concerning the preparations that he required, warning them to follow it to the letter, lest they die. And this was no different. Now on the surface, it might seem a bit cruel, but we know that our God is not cruel or arbitrary. So to better understand this incident, we need to go back to Exodus chapter 19. In verse 9, Adonai told Moses that he would soon come back in a thick cloud so that the people might hear him speaking and believe. To prepare for this event, Israel was commanded to consecrate themselves. Adonai set strict boundaries around Mount Sinai, saying that whoever touched the mountain would die. When Adonai appeared, he called Moses to ascend the mountain. But before revealing his law, Adonai sent Moses back down the mountain to repeat and expand the warning, saying, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to the Lord to look, and many of them perish. And let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves. Let the Lord break out against them. At the very founding of Israel as a nation, Adonai laid down the fundamental laws of consecration for the priests. He warned them that if they deviated from his instructions, he would break out against them. Nadab and Abihu violated those holy instructions, and unfortunately, they paid for it with their lives. Moses reminded Aaron that this is what the Lord has said. Among those who draw near to me, I will be treated as kadosh, holy. And before all the people, I will be glorified. 
When Aaron heard this, he held his peace. Even amid his grief, he knew that his sons had committed a grave against or a grave offense against Israel's holy God. Now, something that concerns me much about the modern church and society in general is the lack of the fear of God. Many people assume that the fear of the Lord is something that's outdated or archaic and doesn't apply anymore. A healthy fear of the Lord isn't just trembling before his wrath. You know, we're not just to be afraid of the Lord, but it includes a sense of reverence and awe because of his glorious, because of his glorious holiness and obedience to his word. The fear of the Lord is still the beginning of wisdom. God is still a consuming fire, a jealous God. When we come into his presence, we come on the one hand as his children, those who have been reconciled. But we must also come with reverence, respecting and honoring the holy God with whom we have a relationship with. It's become common to characterize the Lord as the man upstairs or our buddy who, no matter what you do, will always be there to bless you as long as you and another buddy say a prayer in Yeshua's name. We treat him like he's a genie who's there to grant us our own wishes. Rabbi Lawrence so affectionately refers to this as blabbing and grabbing. We as committed followers of Yeshua need to remember that the God we serve is a holy God and he is to be treated and revered as such. We need, to come to, we need to come to him on his terms and his conditions, and we should follow his word and instructions completely. May we all recognize and awe in the splendor and holiness of the Most High God of Israel. Shabbat Shalom, everyone.